Hey, welcome to the Morning Mix podcast. This morning, we found out many of you can do impressions, what including Nikki. You did yeah. a really great yeah. Hulk Hogan. I bailed out. Yeah, yeah. no, you crushed it. Yeah. Good Doc Brown. We had Macho Man show up. Macho Man was present, so that was good. And we found out that many of you have code words you share with your kids. Well, you don't, you don't share them with your kids. You use them so your kids don't know what's actually going on. Yeah, like... The festivities yeah. in your bedroom. It's all happening. Kinda and they're weird. not all about sex. Some of them are about pizza. That and much more right now on the Morning Mix podcast. Super Bowl Sunday is coming. As we shared with you yesterday, many people watch the Super Bowl just for the commercials. So there'll be a lot of chatting during the game, and the commercials will come out, and the room will fall silent. Well, there's a big celebrity that is going to appear in a Super Bowl commercial, which is already trending. It's for BMW. And it features a bunch of other people doing an impression of this person. So if I said to you, what celebrity does everybody do an impression of? What's the first celebrity that comes to mind? Chris Walken. Hey! Guess what? I got a I thought, we're all, I thought we were all going to yell, sorry. Got it right. The only prescription is more cowbell. Fellas, it was sounding great, but I could have used a little more cowbell. Gene. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't work for me. I gotta have more cowbell. Can I just say one thing? Yeah, baby, just say it. Bruce Dickinson wants more cowbell. We should probably give him more cowbell. Say, baby, guess what? I got a fever. Guess what? And the only prescription is more cowbell. (laughs) You know, and then it gets you thinking about, well, all right, let's do some impressions. I'll go first, I'll go first. Start it all over and repeat the verse. I'll go first. Hey, I'll go first. If you ain't first, you're last. So for today's I'll go first, as we all know, our own Nikki does a number of impressions. What? Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're not ready? No. Were I'm, you not in the meeting yesterday? I, no, no. Yeah. All right, no. so Nikki's going to do Elmo? I no, no. Yeah, you said you would. I don't do any of these. You just said. All my impressions are well, the same. What are you talking about? I, what are you, you just said you do a great Tom Hanks. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> Nikki, just you gotta say yes and go along with it. There okay, is no, yeah. there's no no. I mean, I'll, I'll go right. first, I guess. I don't know. Sure. What? No. Yeah. Many people do an impression of Christopher Walken. Uh, he's a very popular impression thing. A lot of other celebs <laughs> do it. Like you see guys like James Marsden does a walk-in. Bradley Cooper does a walk-in. They all do them. And then you get a lot of people who do McConaughey. You get a lot of celebs that do a McConaughey. All right, all right, all right. Matt Damon probably does uh, one of the best McConaughey's. But, you know, you get a guy like McConaughey out there. He's got something about him that's, uh, like, very specific, right? So here's Matt Damon doing... Matthew McConaughey. Every morning on the, on the set of Ocean's 13 and to Steven Soderbergh, and I'd say, um, uh, Mr. Soderbergh, uh, uh, <laughs> today's scene, I think, would be a good opportunity for me to take my shirt off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's very strong. Thank you. Very good. Well, I'd like to have you down to Kilgore, where I'm from in Texas, maybe have a barbecue or something. Well, that's very nice. <laughs> Would, would I have to take my shirt off too, Matthew? Well, if we were down in Austin, I'd, you know, especially if it was summertime, it gets kind of hot, so. Yeah. <laughs> Probably get more chicks if we took our shirts off. <laughs> I mean, it's so strong. It is so, so good. good. It's so, so, so strong. Good. So, okay, I'll go first. I'll take it. So I'll hit you with this one. <laughs> this is my impression that actually covers two celebrities. Here we go. Wow. Okay. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> That's okay. my impression yeah. of. 
Owen Wilson and yeah. or Jennifer Coolidge, mm -hmm. depending on which way the wind is blowing. Yes. Is that Lightning McQueen or that lady from Light, White Lotus? Wow. <laughs> you never know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And tell. now we turn to you and we say, who can do impressions? What's your impression? Everybody does a walk-in. Do we have a good walk-in out there? What other impressions, any impression of a celebrity that we would know? Now, I would love for you to call and say, oh, you do a great impression of my aunt, uh, Irma. You guys won't believe it. But we don't know Irma, and no. neither do you. So here's what we'd love. Who's got a great celeb impression? You know, and we're, and we're not accepting Cosby's at this time, but other impressions wide open. <laughs> Ten people are like, oh, oh man, man I gotta man. hang up now. What am I gonna do with this jello pudding? <laughs> that is great. It's a chocolate cake. That one was such Dang. a conversation starter for so long. The whole thing. Now to the Stand birds the with it. <laughs> pudding pops. 312-233-1019. Your celebrity impression. Guess what? I got a fever. And the only prescription is more cowbell. Christopher Walken, mm -hmm. potentially one of, if not the most uh, impression, impression celebrity, yeah. Right. Yeah. most popular voice that people try to do because it's very distinct. It's the morning mix, Chris, Nikki Whip, and Violetta. Christopher Walken is going to be appearing in a BMW commercial for the Super Bowl where other people are doing an impression of him. That's mm. the premise. Yeah. I'm guessing at the end it's something to the effect of... No matter what, you, there's only one BMW or something like that. Don't we think it's probably some vibe like that? We'll find out. We'll see. Now, many folks texted us, hey, don't forget about that guy who did Stallone. Remember we were yeah. talking about Stallone oh, a few so weeks ago? Good. And the guy called in, and I think we actually talked to Stallone. Yeah, yeah. We were talking about his new documentary yeah. out on Netflix, and then he called. Yeah. Pretty sure it was just Stallone. There's a yeah. decent macho man that makes an appearance oh, once in a while, that's too. Right. You know, just kind of, you never know if he's in the hallway or not, the ghost of Macho Man. Is there any chance that the ghost of Macho Man is present in this moment? Oh, yeah. Present and accounted for. I was just down the hallway microwaving my breakfast, which is just a couple of Slim Jims. Yeah. I snapped into him, and now I got the energy that I need. The energy that I need to make it through the rest of the morning mix with the crew, oh, yeah. the team, the squad, Chris. Nikki, V-Dog over there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think we're ready. There he is. Wow. There he is. I wish Whip was here to hear that. Like, I, I, every he, time he's here. They miss each other. Yeah, it's so weird. Ah. I think I passed him in the hall. <laughs> Sounds like you passed a well, stone. Get him, get him back in here. Yeah, get him back because we got our impressions here. Oh, hi. What'd I miss? <laughs> uh, it's so wild. Yeah, man. Macho Man didn't even mention you. you. If you see him in the hall, we should fight him. Yeah, we got a little feud going way back. Man. And 815 just generally said that Chris sounds like Peter Griffin from Family Guy meeting Donald Duck impersonating Keanu Reeves. I don't know how I feel about that, but I'm, mm -hmm. not, I'm not ashamed. No, I think it's great. Hi, Chloe. Good morning. How are you? I'm good. How are you? We're doing well. Now, you do two impressions because you're a show-off. Is that right? <laughs> I do a few more, but I'll just, I just hope... 22. Okay, here's the deal. Here's what we need from you. Hit us with mm -hmm. your first impression. Don't tell us who it is, and then we'll all I'll see if everybody can pinpoint who you're doing the impression of. Okay. Balloons, Marvin. Balloons. Balloons are back on Golden Pond. <laughs> wow, that is so good. Um, I don't know. <laughs> Whip. Whip's hand is up. That's going to be a Catherine Hepburn. Yeah. Yes. Nice. Okay. Now hit us with another impression, I'm Chloe, as we pond. work through the woman, the woman with a million voices. <laughs> uh, this one's pretty easy, but 
Oh my God, Chandler Bing. <laughs> nice, That's Janice. Good, Janice. Friends. Well done. That really good. Now, Chloe, those are the only two that are listed here, but you said you have more. I, I mean, we got time, Chloe. Uh, <laughs> Hit us with something else. Well, they're animals. Well, I can do Kermit the Frog. I can do a Oh, monkey. no, wait. If you can do Kermit can the Frog, you can do Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> oh. Let's hear your Kermit the Frog. Kermit the Frog here. That's it. Yeah, we did it. Yep. <laughs> now, can you say, uh, in that voice, can you say, hey, Travis, go deep? Hey, Travis, go deep. <laughs> I mean, it's Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> I just talking to Patrick Mahomes. That's oh, crazy. man. Hi, Bennett. Good morning. How are you doing today? Doing good. Yourself? Doing very well. Now, you do one of the most famous impressions there is. It's the one we're talking about. Hit us with your walking. All right. Uh, so, my name is Christopher Walken. I can't be having you talking to my boy Joe like that, all right? You're talking to my boy Joe all wrong. You hear? <laughs> <laughs> all right. It was nice. good. It was like a little walking Stallone. Yeah, like, yeah, uh, yeah walking <laughs> yeah. Stallone. Walking audition for Rocky. <laughs> and if they move to the south. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, right. Yeah. yeah. I loved it. I, I really it. kind of Bennett took us on a journey, which I enjoyed. I like that. Okay. So there we had Bennett. That was nice. Hey, Nolan, good morning. Good morning. Nolan, how old are you? I, uh, uh, I'm nine. How, how old are you? Nine. You're nine. Okay, great. You're nine. Now, Nolan, hit us with your impression. Just go ahead and just do it, and then we'll see if uh, we can guess who you're doing. Oh, Nikki? was that Donald Duck? Yeah! Wow! Like it. It's Donald yeah. Duck. We were, we're kind of hearing you in a wind tunnel, Nolan, but yeah, I like Donald Duck. got it. So he's still got the Donald Duck. Nicely done, Nolan! And really quick, one more time. Hi, uh, Chloe, you're still there? I am. You're the woman with a million voices. So we heard you're uh, Catherine Hepburn. Which could, I guess, be an Audrey Hepburn. We heard your Janice from Friends. Which could also be Fran Drescher. There you go. So like you you got, you're doubling you, up. Yeah. You're doubling up. You just spread them out when you do the performance. Yeah. And then we heard your Kermit the Frog. We're going to need more, Chloe. What is your other impression? I could do a chicken and a monkey. Like having a conversation? Take it away. Well, like a screecher monkey, but it's... <laughs> All right. <laughs> Okay, calm down. It's a family yeah, show. Really family good. Show. Yeah. Sounds like you're calling from the zoo. <laughs> sounds like you're doing something. <laughs> There's my throat, actually. Oh, yeah, it I'm sounds like chicken. it does. Uh, my, my chicken. I don't know. I'm not doing either as good, but... <clears throat> Those are pretty good. Oh, strong. That's a strong That's chicken. A really good yeah. chicken. Now, let me ask you this. Do you ever combine them? Can we get Catherine Hepburn as a chicken? No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Chloe, we've put you through the ringer this morning, but we love it. So we are going to be sending you a Giordano's hard-shaped pizza. Yay! Thank you. You are so Thank very you welcome. So I love you guys. I love, oh. you. love you too. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Love you right back. Love these impressions as well. That's great. So you go. We got some talented folks out there. That was great. Who knew? That's kind of fun. Oh, man. Well, Before we go, I was wondering if Macho Man yeah, could Macho just Man. sort of... We we're trying to send people to Vegas to see Maroon 5, and I wasn't sure if Macho Man knew about that. Oh, yeah. Me and the Hulkster have had some good times in Vegas. And as much as I like to talk about the exploits of the two of us, some things are better left unsaid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ain't that the truth? Get ready. Sunday. This is going to happen. Usher, Usher's doing the halftime show at the Super Bowl. Is he? 
Yeah, he is. Okay, sorry. Usher, will you perform this song? Okay. Usher is gearing up to perform at the Super Bowl halftime show. Many people very excited about it, including Usher's family. Well, Usher and his wife began using a code word around the house because they wanted to keep it a secret from their kids because he thought it'd be really fun for the kids if they found out he was doing the Super Bowl when they made the big announcement. So he knew about a month before the big announcement, like, I'm doing the Super Bowl halftime show, great. So he and his wife started using the code word Utah around the house. So he would just say to her, okay, so anyway, in about a month, they're going to announce the Utah thing. So when I'm in Utah... How are we going to deal with the kids and who's going to watch what? They kept it a secret from the family until the big announcement was made. His kids wanted him to play the Super Bowl. They kept saying, Dad, you should do this. You should do this over the last few years. Yeah. And now he's so excited because it's been their wish. So he's excited to fulfill their wish by performing at the Super That's Bowl. That's great. So Usher and his wife used the code word Utah to hide the Super Bowl from his kids. Do you and your partner have a code word that you use to hide things from your kids? Maybe it's a code word to describe an activity the two of you like to do in private. (laughs) Maybe it's a code word to describe a restaurant you're going to go to that you know if you say it out loud, the kids are going to lose their minds. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Perhaps you planned a big trip to like Disney. Yeah. And you don't want the kids to know that you're going to Disney. So you keep talking about that great trip we're going to be taking to the Rubber Museum mm-hmm. or something of the nature. <laughs> What's the code word that you and your partner use around your kids so the kids don't get wise to what you're talking about? 312-233-1019. Maybe it's a code word about one of their dumbass friends you don't like. Hmm. That's fair. Mm-hmm. 312-233-1019. The code word you and your partner use to hide what you're talking about from your kids. Sonny, good morning. How are you? Good, good. Sonny, you're hiding something from your kids. What is the code word you're using, and what does it stand for? So my kids are three and four, uh, and they're obsessed with pizza, especially my daughter. Uh, Friday is pizza party day, and she says pizza party. <laughs> um, so my wife and I always have to plan accordingly, or if we know we're going somewhere with pizza around. Uh, so we start talking, calling it salad. <laughs> um, so, so we say, okay, so we have to plan for the salad party. Are we going to pick it up? Are we going to make it ourselves? And then she's also gotten really into donuts and loves the symbol of Dunkin' Donuts, so we even get in trouble if we drive by it. So if we want to get her donuts, uh, like on the weekend, we call them Roundy Yums. <laughs> Roundy Yums? Yeah. Yep, okay. Roundy Yums. Sonny, would you mind if Whip used that in his next Dunkin' endorsement? <laughs> when I'm out getting my kids some Roundy Yums. <laughs> Love it. I like it. All right, so Sonny and his wife are calling pizza salad and donuts Roundy Yums to hide them from their kids. I like that one. Hey, Kyle, good morning. Good morning. Kyle, you got a nickname, a code word. What is it? Yes, we say M-I-L, meaning mother-in-law, anytime we're talking about grandmas. Because our kids get so obsessed about grandmas coming that we can't have a conversation about future plans. So we say M-I-L. Okay, I like that. Mm -hmm. Okay, so we just say M-I-L. Yeah, M-I-L is going to be here next weekend. You don't want the kids to lose their minds. Very Reddit. Is that a Reddit thing? Yeah, that's like everywhere on Reddit. My M-I-L did this. Oh, interesting. Mm -hmm. Okay, so M-I-L, and that's how we're keeping the kids in the dark about grandma coming over. Hey, Mary, good morning. 
Good morning. Um, we used to use the code word going to the store when we would go out to the restaurant. But it wasn't because of the kids. It was because my mother, who was 95, lived with us. And she thought, you shouldn't go out to eat because you have plenty of food to eat at home. Got it. When mm-hmm. we... So we would say, oh, we're going to the store, Mom. We'll be home shortly. Do you need anything? And that's what we would do. That's smart. So that's almost like yeah. instead of managing down to the kids, you're managing up to your parents. I kind of like that. She didn't want to hear it. So, no, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, Jenny, good morning. Hi, good morning. Jenny, what is your code word? Argyle. For the movie that just came out or for the sweater or the socks? So it's based off of the character from Stranger Things season four, the guy who is always kind of up in the clouds, if you know what I mean. Um, I have a medical marijuana card, so we use Argyle as my um, code word. (laughs) Uh, because uh, if you watch Trigger Things 4, that's basically all what Argyle does. Got it. So Argyle means you are going yeah. to uh, pick up a little bit of the flower and enjoy yourself. That's Argyle. Yeah. Got it. All right, cool. There you go. That's hilarious. That's Argyle, Argyle, the pizza guy, I think, right? Yeah, yeah. She's yeah, in kind of nice. Got it. That's hilarious. All right, let's see here. Let's go down here to Cynthia. Hey, Cynthia, good morning. How you doing? Hi, I'm good. How are you? We're doing well. What's your code word, Cynthia? Okay, so ours is more for to keep each other accountable. Okay. Um, so when one of us, we're dealing with our children and they're being a little difficult and we get Tony with them, <laughs> the other person will step in and say, do you want some tea? Which usually means either watch your tone or do you want me to tap in at yeah. places? Do you need a break? Yeah. I can tell that you're getting a little on edge with the kids. Do you need some tea? Yeah. Okay, I like that. Do you That's- want some tea? I like that because it's a little softer than going like, hey, calm down and get out of here. Like, no, no, no. Okay, I like that. Do you want some tea? Let's go down here to Megan. Megan, good morning. Good morning. Megan, what's your code word to hide it from the kids? Uh, It's actually to hide it from myself. It was going to the bar. And who was saying this? My husband. So I got injured and wasn't allowed to work out or go running, and that would really upset me whenever he would say he was going running. So he's like, so he would use the code word "going to the bar." So your husband so was saying, go- "I'm going to the bar to hide that he was working out." Yes, hilarious. And I was okay with that, but the problem <laughs> came when my daughter went to school. She was and she was four, and she said. Daddy's going to the bar a lot, and Mommy gets mad. Oh, Oh, no. That might uh, cause some problems in the school. Like, uh uh-oh. What are we going to do? Unreal. And now I'm going to do some quick hits with you guys. Hey, Matt, good morning. Hey, what's going on, guys? Matt, what's your code word, and what's it for? So uh, we uh, we use it for uh, hanky-panky time. Oh. Um, so we tell the kids, me and mommy got to go go over the bills. We got to go to our room and go over the bills and the finances. Mommy yeah. and daddy have to go look over the bills. No wonder there's so much screaming in yeah, there. Yeah, a lot of bills. <laughs> We're spending a lot of money. A lot of money. Hi, Amy. Good morning. Good morning. You guys also have a code word. Uh, Matt and his wife look over the bills. Uh, you and your partner do what? Uh, festivities, and that does mean the sex. Yeah, <laughs> sorry, kiddos. Uh, we got to go do some festivities. <laughs> Now, how yeah, old are the kids? Like, hey, are we gonna are we gonna do festivities this weekend, or you know, where are we going and what's going on? Yeah. Now, have the kids ever asked if they could? Well, what's what are all the festivities? Festivities yeah. sounds like fun. Yeah. Hey, the bills are boring. It. I learned it in vocabulary class. My six-year-old did say she was about. Um, she said, "You know, doesn't that mean like party?" So I think she started to catch on. Yeah, she's yeah. getting wise to it. 
All right, so Amy, they're they're doing festivities. Mm. Hi, Jan. Good morning. Good morning. Jan, when it's time for the uh, the old one-two punch, what's the code word you guys use? Playing cards. Yeah, Mom Starting and Dad, we're going to go college. play some cards. <laughs> well, it started in college, like, with the roommates. Like, maybe when you wanted to go off with your boyfriend for a little bit and lock the door, right? Instead of saying something else, I just say, playing cards, and we all laughed. And then it has stuck with me for the last 30 years. It's just, like, the alternative word for mm-hmm. taking some time with your spouse is we're going to go play some cards. Yeah, I like it. Anyone else sad that in college when you said you were playing cards, you, you were actually were? You were playing cards. You're old fish. Texas Holden was very popular yeah, when I was euchre. in college. Come on. A lot of euchre <laughs> happening. A lot of Texas Holden. <laughs> a lot of euchre. A lot of Texas Holden going on. Oh, man. <laughs> I got a lot, of, a lot of thoughts bobbing around in my brain right now. Yeah. But given that her daughter went to school and said, my mommy and daddy have been fighting a lot because daddy keeps going to the bar. Oh, my. Megan, good morning and congratulations. Oh, thank you. You're so wow, very welcome. Thank you. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to send you to the Lyric Opera to see their new opera champion live. Oh, that would be great. Okay, that good. is awesome. Awesome. It is very cool at the Lyric Opera. And I mean, you're already, you're doing something healthy and covering it up with something not healthy, yeah, that's which right. is so wonderful. You guys can actually go to the bar beforehand you can, if you yeah. want. That's okay. And you can jog after. Yeah, whatever you totally guys want to do. Whatever you want to do. Uh, it's Lyric. It's at the Lyric now through February 11th. Visit yeah. lyricopera.org for tickets. All right. Congratulations to Megan. And her husband. I just like the idea. I feel like stereotypically this would go the other way. Yeah, hon, I'm going to go work out. And then they'd go to the bar. The bar, yeah. Exactly. It's like that old college thing of like, oh, he's at the library. Yeah, okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but he's really, really at the library. Right. Yeah, right. That too. <laughs> well, in Whip's case. In my oh, right. Mine was yeah, the only one oh, at the man. library. Yeah. Uh, you guys having sex in there? <laughs> no, nah, man, we're, we're playing cards. Yeah. Many restaurants that you go to. I felt like it was more of a thing when I was a kid, and maybe it's less so a thing now. But you go to the restaurant, and they put that bread basket down, yeah. mm, and you get that free bread before you have your meal. Now, is it really free? No. But it's all built in. It's fine. It feels free. Yeah. They're giving you the basket of bread. Nothing's free. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it's free. Right? I love the dichotomy of the two of you. It's fantastic. <laughs> Customers have voted on what restaurants have the best bread basket. So when you sit down and they bring out that bread basket, what restaurants have the best one? So I'm going to honestly give you the top six. Now, I will say some of these restaurants are not that popular in our areas, but I've checked and there's at least one nearby. Okay. Okay. So coming in at number six for best bread basket, O'Charlie's. There's an O'Charlie's in Marion, Illinois. Okay. Along with the prison. Take the old trip. Yeah. They don't get free bread. Federal <laughs> penitentiary. I think they do get free bread, actually. <laughs> now, why O'Charlie? <laughs> We're Some paid for that bread. <laughs> yeah, we've all paid for it. Sorry. Anyway, we digress. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> Wait, so what were you saying? <laughs> Some restaurants offer basic sliced bread or bread sticks, but O'Charlie's brings every table a complimentary basket of dinner rolls. Mm-hmm. Waiting to eat them with dinner is not always a reasonable ask, though, so they describe the bread rolls as warm, buttery, and delicious. Most customers will agree and even have multiple baskets during their stay at the restaurant. So you're getting a buttery dinner roll at O'Charlie's. And at number five, I've tasted these at Illinois State. There was a Logan's Roadhouse. 
I mean, just like butter on like a sweet bread, basically. Okay. Steakhouses generally get high marks for that free bread, but you're hard-pressed to find a steakhouse chain that won't offer some kind of complimentary bread, so the competition often rises to the top. Logan's Roadhouse serves rolls, specifically made from scratch yeast rolls that are baked fresh daily and hot from the oven. I've had them. They're kind of sweet and very buttery. Ooh, mama. Okay. Man, imagine the top four if that's five. Yeah, we're not even there yet. In at number four, Ruth's Chris. Um, Steakhouse, yeah. Steakhouse. Ruth's Chris Steakhouse, basically a high-end steakhouse disguised as a chain, or maybe it's the other way around. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Not everyone can afford to eat there. The smallest steak on the menu comes in around 50 bucks. And if you are going to go charge that kind of money, well, your bread better be top-notch. And guess what? It is, and it's free. So Ruth's Chris bread apparently brings it to number four. Not had it. Me either. No, I haven't either. So it's one of those mini, like, uh, Italian rolls. Like, it's not a big French mm-hmm. baguette. It's like a mini one. So it looks crunchy on the outside, soft on the inside. Haven't had it, but we'll try it. Brought to the table warm with real <laughs> butter on the side, a dense sourdough with a soft, chewy inside and a crusty outside. I just said that. Totally. It's like Violetta's description. <laughs> she could be writing for the people who yeah. put menus together. I know. You just said no, it. I'm no, just because, reading to you what, what they said is, here as well. Don't you think like when you look at a roll like or any bread, like you can tell if you're going to like it? Like I can yeah, just look just at it. I just said that. <laughs> I've been fooled. Really? I, I feel like I can read a bread basket. Yeah, I yeah. think that's right. Yeah. 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 I agree. No, I think I'm going to, and I'm usually right, but sometimes I'm wrong. It's the same thing with desserts. When they bring out the desserts and they're too fancy looking, they're not good. Yeah. If a dessert mm-hmm. comes out all shiny and fancy, it's not going to be good. It just looks pretty. Yeah. I need that ugly mud pie. Mm-hmm. Now we're in business. Mm. <laughs> in at number three, Outback Steakhouse. Yes. Okay. Let's go. All right. The brown bread. Yep. In at number two, <laughs> a complimentary honey wheat bread at Outback Steakhouse. Yeah. Absolutely delicious because when you see a dark brown bread, you're erroneously thinking this is going to be healthy. But guess what? It's not. Nope. So good. News. All right. I like this game. Name the next one. V, just grab the bread. Go. Okay. In at number two, <laughs> Red Lobster. Oh, forget about it. The butter biscuits. That's it. Nope. God, cheddar cheesy. Bay biscuits. Ch- yeah. Yes, cheddar. Cheddar Bay. I was getting there, but I think butter first because they're so crumbly and delicious. Mm. Okay. The cheese tops it and keeps it all crunchy. Many users reply. Red Lobster has Cheddar Bay Biscuits, which is really the only reason to go there. They're the best thing they serve, which is kind of a problem when you're supposed to be a seafood restaurant. Yeah, well. They paid you in biscuits when you did their shrimp festival, right? Yeah, they had endless shrimp for a very low price back in 2001, Chris. I don't think the price still holds, but I'm sure the shrimp is still endless if you want it to be. And in at number one, the best bread basket goes to... Texas Roadhouse. Oh, okay. Uh, There's one in Mount Prospect now. I know that. Texas Roadhouse almost didn't even make it to the top of the list because, well, it's not completely clear if people actually love their bread or just the butter. Uh Aha. But the bread and butter is what we're talking about here, and it's all complimentary. The distinct winner becomes Texas Roadhouse. They bake their rolls fresh every five minutes because they go through them so quickly. But people are raving about the honey cinnamon butter that comes along with them. Honorable mention, I'm throwing in locally Bob Chin's. Yeah. Yes. Bob Chin's, yeah. that, those, that garlic bread is yeah. stupid. And yeah. you will taste it for days. And I love when they're like, do you want more? Don't ask. Yeah, just, just bring just, it. No, right. just keep bringing it. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it feels like you got punched in the gut, like in a good way, yeah. right. after you finish two of those. And they're like, oh, and my meal is still <laughs> yeah. on yeah, the way. Still have scampi <laughs> coming. No, I don't know if I'm going to make it out of here alive, but that's fine. Yeah, I will go ahead. Happy. If I'm going to die somewhere, it should be here. That's what I'm saying. Another Mai Tai. Yes. <laughs> Honorable mentions, these are chain restaurants. Number seven, Romano's Macaroni Grill. Ray Romano's. Uh, number eight, Carrabba's. Mm-hmm. Number nine, Cheesecake Factory. Uh-huh. 
And number 10, Nikki was just there over the weekend. Oh, the, the garden. Olive oh, garden. garden. Man, delicious. Legendary get, get bread, bread yeah, yeah, and yeah. by the way, the hack. Oh, yeah, yeah, sorry. You order them. Uh, you get an order right before you're going to go, and you'll be like, can I have a bag? And they even have a heated bag. It keeps them warm in Boom. there. It's crazy. And then crazy. you bring them home. And so then, like, within the next couple of days, you're popping breadsticks all the time. Oh, you are a baller. Yeah, you're a baller. You got that straight. It's amazing. Sorry, you just said that. No. <laughs> Pure emotion, he's never fake. Guilty pleasure, like stepping on a ring. St. Louis. He might even make your head shake. Here we go with hot take. All right, so this past Sunday night, the Grammy Awards were on TV. Ratings were up 34% over last year's show, which is a significant number. So award shows have gone through a major downturn in viewership over the past decade or so. And like so many pieces of entertainment, organizers have tried to figure out the winning formula to bring viewers back. The formula for this week's Grammys seemed to be pretty simple. Have Taylor Swift in attendance. Keep the long-winded celebrity preaching from the stage to a minimum. Give Taylor Swift an award. Fill the show with performances that a large percentage of people might actually enjoy. Have Taylor Swift break news of a new album. Save some of the biggest performances, like a new Billy Joel song, for the end. And finally, have the grand finale be Taylor Swift winning the biggest award, Album of the Year. Sounds like a recipe for success. But a little detail about Grammy ratings caught my eye. The most heavily viewed segment of the awards was the one that started, this is not a joke, by the way, was the one that started about 9.45 Eastern time when the In Memoriam segment aired. Now, long time, careful Morning Mix listeners know that I, Whip, have long said that the In Memoriam segment tends to be the highlight of any award show for me. It mixes sentimentality with nostalgia, with melancholy, and occasionally gives us a really sad reminder like, A, life is short. Appreciate every moment. And B, holy crap, I had totally forgotten Jimmy Buffett died. That kind of thing. But like so many things in the world of entertainment, the In Memoriam segment has evolved. It used to be a few minutes with usually one or two people singing or playing sad music like this. As the pictures, names, and maybe clips of the performers who had left us over the previous year flashed across the screen, causing us to feel even more sad when some of the deceased received thunderous applause while others got absolutely nothing, like the fans in attendance didn't even remember them. I know. Making you cry now, right? This year's Grammy Memorial segment, though, featured Stevie Wonder talking about Tony Bennett, Stevie singing a song, a video of Tony singing a song, then Tony and the live Stevie singing a duet. And that was just the beginning. Then it was Annie Lennox and members of Prince's band from the 80s singing in honor of Sinead O'Connor. You had Oprah eulogizing Tina Turner and introducing Fantasia Barino to perform Tina Turner songs. You had Lenny Kravitz in a see-through top honoring industry heavyweight Clarence Avant. And then you had Jean-Baptiste performing off of that. It was so captivating that nobody even seemed to realize that they totally snubbed this guy. Steve Harwell, lead singer of Smash Mouth, who also passed last year. Hey now, Steve, you're an all-star indeed. Anyway, this 20-minute in memoriam was basically like a show in and of itself, which made me think, wait a second, it was like a show in and of itself. <laughs> That's it! 
What? Instead of hoping viewers return in droves to see celebs give each other trophies, why don't they just stretch the in-memoriam segments to two hours and make that the show? For all of them, Oscars, Emmys, Tonys, people love going down memory lane, and this would be the perfect vehicle to allow them to do that. And by stretching it out, you're able to give all the old stars their proper due and let people see exactly why these performers were so celebrated in the first place and allow the viewers to take a nostalgic little look at their own lives in the process. And perhaps most importantly, you'll have plenty of time to squeeze in all the people who were snubbed. Somebody would make sure the Steve Harwells of the world got the recognition they deserve. So that's my pitch, networks. Feel free to steal it. The In Memoriam Honors, an annual event, entertainment's new biggest night, or as I might tag it, an idea whose time has come in honor of the stars whose time has passed. Let's see what's going on in pop culture. The Morning Mix Flash Briefing with Violetta. Okay, uh, Robert Downey Jr. launched his own coffee company. Yeah. Yeah, it's called Happy. Oh, nice. Not bad. Very I know, nice. so he's got everything. He's got the beans, he's got the coffee, he's got coffee pods, and he's saying, I need help getting out of bed, so that's why I made this coffee company. Not bad. So is that, is that named after John Favreau's character, you think? I wonder. Maybe there's oh. some nice connection that's, there. Um, yeah, he's the one who brought him in as right. Iron Man, like a, as a yeah. thank you, maybe. Yeah, that's true. I wonder. Interesting. And does he get a kickback? Well, yeah. I, I don't know. His whole career is a kickback. <laughs> exactly. yeah, Favreau, yeah. Thank you. And talking about superheroes, Brie Larson, uh, there's an adorable exchange between her and J-Lo. It all happened at the Golden Globes, and Brie gets really emotional meeting John for Lopez. She tells her, like, well, after I saw Selena, the movie you were in, I decided I wanted to start acting. You are so amazing at what you do. Your work ethic is amazing. She starts crying. J-Lo hugs her, and then she's like, oh, that's my mom over there. And It's like this whole crazy kind of scene, and Bree's basically like, God, I should have acted like I've been there before, and I just couldn't even handle it. She explains it all to Jimmy Kimmel and pretty much says, I blacked out. I mean, it's very sweet, but how do you feel like that went on a scale of one to ten? Oh, I think it was kind of creepy. <laughs> I really do. I just say, if I was, like, just casually doing an interview and someone came to me with that energy, I'd be like, take a step back. Yeah. Maybe <laughs> cool off a little bit. That doesn't even sound like her to me. You know no, what I mean? No, she's so, like... Her characters are so, so strong. Serious. Right. And like, yes. that's, I would have yeah. never guessed that was her. Wow. Like, on screen, she looks kind of icy to me. Like, yes. she doesn't yeah. ever relax. In the no. Nissan commercials, totally. To- even in those. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Wow, that's like you enjoy the car, lady. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Mild, cool. just a little bit. Hurt me. I'm sorry. John Hamm has Mercedes. You have <laughs> Nissan. Let's go. Right. Right. <laughs> and there's a new colorful TikTok trend called Swamp Soup. Yum. Uh, so the viral recipe, <laughs> the viral recipe promises to boost your immune system. And even though it looks like it belongs in Shrek, it is so green. Apparently, it's delicious. So it's green garlic, ginger, chicken, rice, a lot of spinach, and jalapenos. And then you even put lime on top of it. What's that smell? <laughs> it's a lot. Um, yeah. And it's like spicy, a lot of different like sinus stuff. So even when wow. people are trying it, they're like constantly sif- sniffling because it's like, send something loose, Tiger, you know? Oh, my. Um, yeah. Sounds like it. So I don't know if you want to try it, um, but I have a bowl here for all of you. Do you no. seriously? No. Oh, I would try it. She's oh. not going to do that to herself. Yeah, you're no, right. I really, I want to try it. I do. So the thing that is interesting, you take the spinach and you cook it in broth yeah. first. 
to smush it up a little bit, and then you put it in a blender and really add it back to the broth. Yeah. So that's why it looks uh, so dang I meant the after effects, effects yeah. of that. Oh, is that's, it supposed to flush you out? Well, well it sounds spinach like it, it's and built ginger. It, yeah. <laughs> hey, it sounds oh. like it's, you got yourself a stew. It's going to knock the rust off. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to the Morning Mix podcast. You can hear our Morning Mix podcast every day after the show. Be sure to click follow, and you can also rate and review the podcast. Thanks for listening, and have a wonderful rest of your day. Hear us weekdays from 530 to 10 on 101.9 The Mix live in Chicago, or listen on our free Mix app. It's available in the Apple App Store and Google Play.